Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on faking authenticity. And today we're talking about how we fake authenticity when we need to confront. Yeah, so we're taking real-life situations that come up at work, and there's times when a problem, a behavior, something needs to be confronted. It needs to be addressed, and it's not easy. It's never easy. It's never easy. That's just real life. But again, we're not comfortable in our skin. Something's complex. We're worried about the repercussions. And so we're going to you know, chat today in conflict what goes wrong when we try to be somebody we're not. What is it about the issue of confronting someone that brings out our fake side? Either we're being fake nice, we're fake too stern, we're fake not really talking about the issue. I mean, what is it about this particular issue in the workplace that leads us to put on a persona that's not ours? Yeah, great question. I think it's got to do with insecurity. I think it's, you know, this not being comfortable in our skin. And so what happens is we don't trust how we're going to show up in this complicated situation. Of course we don't trust it. It's complicated. We don't want to just engage and try and think about the issue and talk with the people. So we start doing what you described last week as having the whole conversation ourselves and trying to anticipate how people are going to respond to us if we confront them on it. And Oh, they're going to get so upset. So now how am I going to adjust what I say so that they don't get upset? Or they're going to, you know, blow it off. So how do I... And by the time we get down this conversation away and actually talk to the person, we're way at the end of the conversation. And we're just like give it, shouting an order or we're you know, qualifying it, pulling back so much, qualifying, qualify, qualify that they don't even know if it's important to us anymore. We never got to have the conflict because it was over. We don't get the results we want because, one, the first group of people don't respond to being shouted at. And the second group of people, basically you've communicated it's not that important to you. I can imagine in a scenario like this too, it's just a variety of things going on with how you feel about something that seems sort of, you know, it could be something that you're really upsetting you and it's hard to trust yourself when something really upsets you. So sometimes we overcompensate by Mm. trying to downplay the issue or sort of not really addressing the issues or like, you know, sort of like when you're mad at your husband and you really, the issue is that he's not paying attention to you, but you're telling him he left his socks on the floor for like the second day in the row and you just exploded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we gather what I guess we would call information about what's going on? How do you ask these, yourself these questions so that you can be authentic and confronting is what yeah. I'm trying to say. No, no, great stuff. Great stuff. I would oversimplify it, which I don't normally recommend doing into just thinking through three categories or the three parts of it. One is think about yourself, think about who you're with, and the other is, you know, what's the real issue on the table? So what you just described was an issue with yourself, getting to know yourself, that I'm really upset and I'm really mad and I'm not going to confront in this situation because I'm afraid that I'm going to explode in a way that's inappropriate and will be harmful to things going forward. You know, it's just pretty wise. That's pretty wise. We should be cautious in that regard. Here's how you get past that is you look at yourself and you ask that question. You know, what is this is my feeling and something happened to me that I need to express? And what is the issue that's being violated, that's, being, that's got me upset? And if you can separate those two things, what that will enable you to do is with somewhere else, either alone or with a journal or with a friend, you can have your negative experience. Scream 
call names, just feel the, the negative feeling that just happened to you. That's your right. You get to have that. Those things hurt. We've been violated. But you're not doing it on the person, and you're not harming anyone, but you're getting to experience it and acknowledge it. So then back to the issue now, taking care of yourself somewhere else. Now the issue, you've released some of that. And so then you can think about the other person. Okay, where are they coming from? What do they hear? Some people you know, need to be hit over the head with things and want you to be super direct before they understand and can hear a difficult communication. Others you know, are more sensitive and just need you to make them slightly aware of it. Oh, I just wanted you to know that kind of had this impact on me. And they'll just jump in and take care of it. So then you can couch, choose your language in a way that's most effective with that person with this third thing called the issue at hand. Does that make sense? It does. And what I'm, I'm kind of struck, and I like this area, is that you've described to us as well a way to handle something appropriately in the workplace versus something personal. Mm-hmm. So in a personal relationship, you probably wouldn't necessarily be as worried about your reaction and screaming or being angry or you know, sort of the things that play out and kind of getting things out on the table in a personal relationship. But that's not appropriate for a working relationship to Mm -hmm. scream and be angry at your peer or your boss. So you would have that kind of special time that you said it's your right to have a moment of an appropriate, you know, your friend, your journal, as you said, and then you would deal sort of with the working issue. And I think that's a distinction sometimes we're not able to get away from. And so we feel... Like we can't confront because we can't have that experience of being angry. Right. We feel like we have to, we're being asked to give up the anger. But there's a big difference between exploding on someone and calling them names and throwing things or whatever you do and having, as we just said, we're expressing all that privately and going to a person and just saying what the facts are. You know, when you overrode my decision, it made me feel angry and diminished and I put a whole lot of work in that, and it feels like it was for nothing. So you haven't given up. You haven't had to pretend to be unangry. You can just communicate that it had that impact on you in a more level-headed manner, in which case it's more likely to be heard. That's your goal, isn't it? Is your goal really that you want to scream at somebody and yell at them for not doing whatever? Or is your goal that they understand the impact, the negative impact there, maybe behavior, decision, or, or um, the way they keep their, you know, the way they trash the office is having on you. So you're actually more likely to get the results you want to have happen by staying level-headed and keeping the issue separate from your feelings about it. Ultimately, if we're able to really confront authentically, then we're actually able to confront the issue and, and bring about change. But if we are focused on ourselves or a reaction, it's possible that we're really not addressing the issue. And as you said, we're not being heard. One of the reasons that is, is because the other person or people have to protect themselves from us. Their defenses go up. And so you're much, almost impossible to get through when somebody's defenses are up. So the thing about authenticity, the thing about being real is it's not this kind of overly revealing, divulgent transparency. That's not what we mean. That's not authenticity. That's, you know, emotional exhibitionism, for want of a word. It's being grounded in reality. So the real me and the real you have this really difficult, maybe even bad thing going on we're trying to work through. And so if those three participants, so to speak, 
are who they really are, we have a chance of making some progress. But if you're putting on a more a stronger or a firmer or sterner persona, you know, then you've immediately complicated things for the other person because now they have this persona they have to respond to, maybe protect themselves from, and you're off issue. We're over on to the anger or the power play or the you know some peripheral part of it. Well, it strikes me that we we seldom have a place where we can confront the or just kind of deal with the personal side. And so I just wanted to recommend to our readers that we have a space where you can kind of journal about conflict or about some goals that mm-hmm. you want to get at. And I was just particularly thinking about this just because it's a good idea to kind of write down what are my key issues and what's the goal of a confrontation yeah. that I might want to have. So tell us a little bit about that uh, yeah, you that gotta, space. you got to come over to the website. Come over to boldenterprises.com. And um, you get a free goals journal. It provides a very helpful structure, very simple process just for keeping four goals, four things you'd like to do, see change. For example, in this case, deal with a conflict and then write about them almost in a blog format where you could write a little or, or write a lot and keep all that there so you can track your progress and keep at it and stay in conversation. That's what's key. That's also another problem with being authentic. We want to win or we want it dealt with right away. And what we're really looking for, much more useful, is to find a way to stay in conversation and not have it result in some kind of cutoff or stomping away. And for those, Carl, that are listening that kind of want a place to journal about conflict, and we're offering the Goals Journal as just a, a way to deal with that, kind of give us a recap of the questions we might ask ourselves in journaling about or, or thinking about a confrontation. Okay, so what you're doing is you're trying to take all the stuff that's swirling around in your mind and you're ranting and raving and pacing at home about and divide it into what's my reaction to this problem? What's the problem itself? What's not working at work? And then who am I with and where are they coming from and trying to get in their shoes? You want to get in your own shoes, you want to get in the other person's shoes, and you want to say, what's the real issue? You can ask yourself questions and journal about your reaction. Why did that get me so upset? Why does this sort of thing in the office paralyze me when other things, you know, I can just deal with? It gives you a little space to think about that and wonder, what's going on that so-and-so can call me anything and we, all, we sit there and chuckle and then this other person calls me something, you know, it's devastating. That's you. Reflect about it. And then the same with the other person. Okay, now in this situation, I, in order to function effectively, I've got to get my boss to stop overriding my decisions. So where are they coming from? It's so important to them that you know, they only trust their own final judgment so that you can speak to that person. That's the only person there is to speak to. So unless you're speaking to them, you know, you're talking to a wall. And then third is what's going on, what's not working. What is it in the overriding of the decision that's undermining what everybody's trying to do? And you can stay focused on the issue, alternatives for its resolution that you don't currently have in your imagination have a chance to emerge in that conversation so that you don't have to win to the first solution you wanted, merely stop doing it. But some new way of being in conversation with your supervisor might emerge where he can... Or she can put in their input without overruling you. And you can learn from and interact with that without feeling diminished. Well, and you can type a few expletives, too, in a safe place to kind of get out your anger. 
Have you been reading my goals journal? Yes, that is the best part about it. That's the best part and great value of having something private online is that you can just vent and get and go let it out and then sort and sift. Well, this has certainly been um, probably something really helpful because I think we run across this in the workplace all the time and it's hard to know when to, where to begin in, in confrontation. Are you about to confront me with something? What was I'm that not about? yet. I'm not yet. Oh, okay. But, you know, I'm preparing myself. I need to journal a little bit about it before okay. uh, we can have this you conversation. decide who I want to be in that conversation. <laughs> well, next week we'll be talking about faking authenticity when it comes to performance in the workplace. And I know that yeah, we're probably a little guilty of this. Done. So join us next week. And as we've said before, join in the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.